Welcome to the podcast. If this is your first time, we are here to encourage your holy curiosity and answer your questions about the faith. We have 126 questions from our first year students, and today we hit 21 of them. In this episode, we focused on the topic of faith, which was probably the most common topic among our questions. What is faith? How do I get faith? Is faith important? It's really cool because on the one hand, it's the simplest question you could ask. On the other hand, it's a gigantic topic and there's so much to talk about. I feel like I learned a lot from my discussion with Father Matt. And if you're looking for a one-line textbook answer on faith, then this isn't the podcast for you. But if you're looking for genuine thoughts and conversations on your questions, then stick around. This is a dense episode, but also a really good one. For all things faith, tap in. One quick note, we recorded this episode over Zoom, and the audio is a little funky. Apologies for that, but it doesn't really matter. You're still going to love it, and for our next episode, we'll be back in person. All right, sit tight and enjoy the podcast. Hello, and welcome to the show. We are so excited to be with you today. If this is your first time joining us, um, we are here with Father Matt, and we are answering some of your questions. So today we have a whole bunch of questions submitted from our first year students. First year students, you might remember at our retreat way back in February, writing down a whole bunch of questions. We have 126 questions to go through. 126, that's so good. That's so awesome. We're going to try to get to every single one. Not all in today's episode, but we will be getting to a lot of them. We're going to be talking about faith, what faith is, how do I, how do I have faith, how do I grow in faith, um, why is it even important, questions like that. And so we're super excited. Again, we have with us Father Matt. Father Matt, how has your week been? Hey, everybody. It's great to be back. You know, it's been a good week, Jonah. Um, you know, one of the things uh, I always love to do is hear confessions, and this week we've been having penance services for our children who are going to be receiving First Holy Communion. So this is a very special moment for them. They're totally nervous, totally terrified, you can imagine. They're in like second grade, and but they have such trust, they have such faith to come. Yeah, that's so good confess their sins and so i've been doing that it's been it's been a good week how's your week been it's awesome um it's been a, it's been long it's been a long week uh but we're four and oh in our basketball league for anyone that cares um yesterday i got to stop by youth day at the like the the diocese puts on every year um a big day of like religious education basically right for everyone and uh on thursday they do it for the youth um, but it's cool, I mean, because it's a lot of young people, right, from all different churches throughout the diocese coming together. They do it at the Anaheim Convention Center, so you can, like, see all the Disneyland rides. Um, you don't get to go to Disneyland, unfortunately. That would have made it better. But um, still, it's cool to be around. Yeah. 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 So, Father Matt, before we get into the discussion, we have four questions um, that, that I'll, I'll read. These four questions are, what is a good movie? What is your favorite movie? What is Father's favorite movie? And what's his favorite movie? So I think in essence, Father, what is your favorite movie? Oh, man, what a good question. My favorite movie. Um, my favorite movie is, while Rudy is a close second, number Ooh, one favorite baby. movie is Rocky. Rocky one. So okay. the first one. Uh, the reason I love Rocky is first, the story's awesome. You know, the underdog. Uh, there's also the the love story, Rock, you know, and Adrian. Um, and what what's interesting is he doesn't. Well, I don't spoilers. He doesn't win, right? So yeah. it's like, uh, but it doesn't matter because that's not the end of the game. End of the game. That's not the overall point. Anyway, it's a beautiful movie. Definitely check it out. Yeah, and then you go watch Rocky two and Rocky three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See if he does Four, win. Five, six, seven, and eight, my friends. Did they have that many? Oh my gosh. My favorite movie is School of Rock, which I just love. With Jack Black. Um, it's so funny. He's so good in it. Like, cello, it's a bass, is such, it's like my favorite movie line, even though it's like not even funny. Um, but I love it. And then I think, too, like the way that you have this movie, I tell people, they're like, it's just a dumb comedy movie. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's a movie about 
these like this class of kids who are not seen as humans. They're just seen as like grade getters, you know, like just go get your A, go get your test score. And and Jack Black comes in and he's ends up being the only person to treat them as humans. Um, while at the same time being this like totally irresponsible rock star like loser. Um, so it's this great com combination of like comedy and kind of like deeper meaning. And then, and then the concert at the end, yeah, concert at the end is so good. So yeah, I rewatched that on a plane, um, maybe like six months ago or something. And I was like, I'm going to cry on this plane. And I'm not a crier in movies, but anyway. Yeah, so that's my that those are our favorite movies for everyone who is wondering. Let's get let's let's start in a prayer and then we'll get right into the discussion on faith. Father Matt, can you lead us in a prayer? Yeah, of course. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for this day, this opportunity to come together and delve into the faith. What is faith? How do we have more faith? How do I grow in my faith? Please bless us as we discuss these topics and give us the gift of faith. Mother Mary, as always, we look to you. You're our mother. You're caring and guiding for us. Please pray for us. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Great. So, first round of questions on faith. And we'll have a couple rounds here because this is a big topic. First rounds of question are all related. What is faith? What is faith? What is faith really? What is faith for life? How does faith work? So basically, right, what, what is faith? I, I think that's such a great question because it, it becomes one of those kind of catch-all words that we just throw around. It's like, oh, just have faith. Grow your faith. I know I'm guilty of that too. Like you just kind of throw it into anything on a topic of religion. Um, but what is it actually? What does that word actually mean? What do you think, Father? So that's a great question. I mean, uh, you know, first, I guess first thing I think of when I think of faith is like I go to the Gospels, which are, you know, tell us about the life of Jesus. And faith is something Jesus talks a lot about in the Gospel, especially when he works miracles. Right. And so people will come to Jesus in tremendous need. They might be sick, you know, think of like the lepers, for example, or they might have just suffered a tragedy. Think of the centurion whose daughter is ill and then dies. So, I mean, people in of one sort or another, they come to Jesus and Jesus works a miracle for them. And then he ends by saying, you know, your faith has made you well. Or your faith has saved you. It's so like right off the bat, when I think of faith, I typically kind of go back to these stories from the Bible, go back to the words of Jesus himself who talks about faith. And um, I guess it kind of points to like a relational dimension of faith, that there's something, there's something about faith that has to do with our relationship with Jesus that we go to him, you know, especially in our times of need, yeah. because we, we trust him. Yeah. yeah. No, and that's, that's a good point, right? Like, who do we go to? Like, if we're mm -hmm. sick, who do we have faith in to help us, right? If we're physically sick, probably go to the doctor, yeah. right? Um, or, or if we need help with, like, homework or school, like, who do we have faith to help us in? Like, maybe a tutor or a teacher, right? And so yeah. I think that's, yeah, if, if we have something in need, right, who do we have faith to, to turn to, right? Is that person Jesus? That's good. Mm -hmm. I, so doing a little research for this, I thought this was a great question because even like reading it, I was like, uh, you know, like, I, I don't know if I have a great definition. So a little research um, pulled up the, the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Great, great book. If you ever have like questions on, <laughs> questions on the faith, questions on our religion, uh, Catechism of the Catholic Church. You can just Google it, type that in. You go straight to the Vatican website. Um, and this is what it says, uh, at least in this one paragraph, paragraph 144. It says, to obey in faith is to submit freely to the word that has been heard because its truth is guaranteed by God who is truth itself. So in short, like to obey in faith is is to like 
do what you've kind of been told, like to do what you've been told is true, right? And so there's this obedience element to it. But it also includes the scripture verse from the book of Hebrews, one of the one of the later books in the Bible. And it says in Hebrews chapter 11, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. So the assurance of things hoped for, meaning like it's like what God promises us, promises us is, is true and is real. We can be assured of that. But the conviction of things not seen, right? Conviction is like, to be certain, like you're you're convicted, you you really believe in the, the depths of your heart, right? In these things that you cannot see, right? Um, and so in that sense, there's this trust element, right? So you kind of have this obedience element and this trust element. And that's where maybe it gets a little bit a little bit wonky, um, where it's like, okay, we've got multiple, multiple factors playing into faith here. How do I like learn to trust? But how do I also learn to obey, even maybe when I, even maybe when I don't trust? Do you know what I mean? Right. Oh yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I'm glad you whipped up the old catechism there, John. I love the catechism. Everyone's got a catechism. Kids, you don't have a catechism. What are you doing? Woo! I mean, I'll get you one. Yeah. So yeah, because yeah, okay. I mean, we start with the sacred scripture, I guess. Maybe right. So, so Jesus is talking about faith. Even in the Old Testament, we see people like Abraham. He's the father of faith. Think of Abraham, right? He's going up the mountain to offer and sacrifice his son to the Lord. I mean, I, I don't think he understood like what was going on there in a deep way, but he trusted. Yeah. And he knew that God was good. He knew that God has best interests in mind. And in some way, God was going to do something good and great and awesome in and through this, even though I can't understand it. He's like, he's acting in faith, meaning he's not totally understanding. Right. So there's trust there. Yeah. So anyway, we, we start in scripture, but then, yeah, the church is going to help us articulate and define and uh, understand. Yeah. You gave us a great um, definition there, Jonah, uh, from the catechism. Yeah. Um, no, I think that's so true, right? And you could pick other figures in the Bible, like like St. Joseph, right? Did he really fully know everything that was going to happen, everything that was going on when, you know, when an, an angel told him, take this pregnant woman into your home and everything's fine and, you know, God is with you. Like, there's probably some confusion, some doubt, some lack of understanding there. Um, and yet, in faith, he obeyed, right? In faith, he's like, okay, I'll trust. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So I think that brings us to our next section of questions. Um, so I'll read them all. The first one is, how do I get faith? Then how can I keep my faith high? What can I do to have better faith? Why is it hard to believe? What can I do to get closer to God mentally? How do I have faith in God? Is it possible to lose faith? How would you be able to regain that faith? And how do you know if you have faith? So all these kinds of questions on like, how do I kind of feel closer to God? How do I have faith in my own personal relationship? Yeah. yeah. Hey, we got some great kids. These are good questions. Great questions. Great well, questions. Sometimes with young people, they're a little quiet, but yeah. you kind of get below the surface a bit. There's, there's a lot going on there. They're really pondering, and these things are really important to them, and these are these are quite profound questions. The one that sticks out to me, first of all, is how do I get faith? <laughs> yeah. It's a good question. I mean, once again, this whole topic of faith is really large. I mean, on the one hand, we know that, that faith is a gift. So it's a gift from God to us to whip out some complicated church words and vocabulary. It's a theological virtue, faith. Theo means God. So it means a, a gift or a virtue, a good habit that comes to us from God. So God gives us faith gives us that faith in baptism and for all of our teens out there tuning in i mean when you get confirmed there will be a new outpouring of this gift of faith that you will receive on the day of your confirmation so on the one hand how do i get faith well in and through the sacraments of the church like baptism like confirmation yeah in fact this this real rich theological gift from god to us we can't get any other way than through the sacraments well, and it's like, I like how you're, you're kind of phrasing it too, right? Like, the, like really the question is sort of like, how do I receive faith, right? Because if it's a gift, you can't really 
go get a gift, right? You can't really go to Target and get a gift for yourself. Somebody has to give it to you, right? And so I think really the, we, you know, we live in, um, I think an age where we just want to like get, get things for ourselves, right? Just want to like Amazon order things to, I mean, I Amazon order everything, right? But that can affect like how we think is, um, I just want to get this immediately. Or even like, um, I don't know, Father, if you watch any anime, all the kids now are into anime. Um, I've seen a nope. few. I've seen a few. Um, shout out to if anyone watches like Hunter Hunter or Haikyuu, those are my favorites. I've seen a few and like a common theme in animes is this theme of just kind of like they'll get to like a bigger boss, you know, like a bigger like whatever bad guy. So if it's, you know, Haikyuu is like a volleyball anime. So they get to like a really, really good team um, or Hunter Hunter. I don't know. They got all kinds of like enemies or whatever. Right. And the solution to like every problem is not like, oh, we have to like come up with some intense strategy. We need to go get like additional help. Or we need like the solution is usually just like, ah, oh, I will like tap into the depths of my soul and just I will try harder and I will try so hard. And then we just win because I tried hard. And it's like, I don't know if that, that doesn't really work in real life. Um, you know, like you can't just like, oh, I will try harder than you. And I think sometimes that could be how we approach our faith is like, I'm just going to try really hard. I'll just, I'll try so hard to believe and then I'll have faith. And I don't know if that works. You know, you could try as hard as you want and you can't go get a gift for yourself. It has to be given. And so to a certain extent, I think sometimes I also think about those, like, you know, those, um, what are they called? Like the Chinese finger traps where you put your fingers oh, in yeah. on either side. And yeah. then like, if you try too hard to take it out, you'll get stuck. So you have to like relax. Yeah. To a certain degree, our faith has to be like that. Like we, we kind of have to like relax and let ourselves receive the faith that is being offered to us. Right. Yeah. It's less about grasping and reaching for faith. Yeah. It's more about opening up and receiving faith. Right. From God. Right. Yeah. yeah. But there might be some listeners who are thinking like, how do I even get started? Like, I don't really believe at all or, you know, very little. And so how do I even get started in that? Um, and I'll and I'll say this, you know, St. Thomas Aquinas, he kind of mentioned something about accepting the testimony of others when it comes to faith. St. Thomas Aquinas is this like really smart Catholic saint. He wrote a ton of things that the church now um, teaches to everybody. Super smart guy. And so accepting the testimony of others, right? Accepting the story of others and, and what other people claim. And we do this in so many areas of our life without thinking about it. Um, so, you know, pretty much like everything that you believe scientifically, like you hopefully believe that the earth is round and that like the earth orbits around the sun, right? But you've never done the measurements yourself. I'm guessing you've never been to space, right? And seen the sun or, you know, seen the earth's orbit. And so we're, we've all accepted this on the basis of what scientists say and what our textbooks say. And that's fine because that testimony is, is trustworthy, right? So to a certain extent, if we're going to get started in our faith, like started in believing that God is real, I think we have to sort of accept what other people are saying, right? So if we know someone um, yeah. who, who believes in Jesus, we have to like, oh, maybe what they're saying is true and, and get a little bit curious. Maybe I believe this person and then open ourselves up at least to that possibility, right? That God is real and that God is good. Um, I think the hard part of this, what gets a lot of people stuck is that it's not so much that we doubt the evidence of what people say, we just maybe are hesitant about the conclusion. And so I'm, I'm going to talk about climate change because I think there's a parallel here. I'm like a hipster, greenie um, environmentalist in college. My, my minor was environmental science. And, uh, you know, one of the things is like 97, 98% of climate scientists say that, you know, climate change is real and that it's caused by humans. And yet there's a lot of people who don't believe that. And my goal here isn't to be political. I don't I mean, you can believe what you want. But my theory would be that a lot of people don't believe that climate change is human caused, not because they're skeptical of the evidence, but because they don't really like the conclusion. Like, because if that is true, 
then we as a society might have to change our habits, right? We might have to drive less. We might have to move to different, like different sources of energy. It might cost oil companies a whole lot of money. And so we might just be really hesitant to accept the argument that, that we are causing climate change. And that make, might make a lot of people hesitant to accept that truth. And I think the same thing comes to our faith. It's not so much that we doubt the evidence that God is real for some of us. It's that maybe we don't like the conclusion. Like, because if God is real, then there might be a lot of things in my life that I have to change, that I don't want to change. You know what I mean, Father Matt? Oh, yeah, I totally know what you mean. Um, once again, this whole, what you're talking about, like, believing other people, their witness. Um, I mean, our faith is all about that. I mean, we, we, we hold his credible the earliest followers of Jesus. And something that, that I just, one thing that really helps me kind of think more deeply about this and, and come to a place of faith is, I mean, think of the earliest followers. I guess think of the closest of the apostles, right? So there were 12 of them. Well, 11 of the 12 were killed for what they believed yeah. about Jesus. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just kind of sit here and think like, Wow, to actually give up your life, to be killed for this. I mean, that's extreme. Yeah. <laughs> that is radical. Like, if this is just fate, like, if this didn't actually happen, I mean, I might say, yeah, I believe, and I'm trying to, you know, pull a quick one on all those around me to gain power or whatever. But, like, all right, when they whip out the sword to chop my head off, <laughs> right. or, you know, they, they pull out the cross, they're going to nail me to, which happened, you know, these things happened to the apostles. I mean, maybe I'd be like, okay, just kidding. I, never mind. You know, I was, <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. This is a big ploy or a big, yeah. whatever. Um, cats out of the bag. But no, that's not what they did. They went to their death pleading for those who are killing them to be forgiven. I mean, it's just, to me, it's like, yeah, I believe that. There's something about right. that that says to me, yeah, this is true. Because if they wouldn't have done that otherwise. You know what I mean? And, and we know that they weren't particularly, like, courageous people. Right, because how many of them stayed by Jesus when he was crucified? It's I think one, right, John, and John was the one who wasn't killed actually. So all the others ran away when Jesus got taken to the cross, and then once they saw the risen Jesus, once they received the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, right, then they had that courage to to give up their lives for, you know. But they weren't originally courageous people. We know that. So yeah, I think that's that's a great great point. Um, I wanted to talk about this possibility of losing faith. How would you be able to regain faith? Um, you know, one thing that I think is important to note is that you have, like, if you're listening to this, you, you're, you're probably a, a baptized Christian, you're probably a baptized Catholic. You have everything at your disposal. So we say at your baptism, um, you receive what's called an indelible mark on your soul. Indelible means like unremovable, unchangeable. So there's this spiritual mark placed on you where God says, like, you are mine. You belong to me. Right. And if you're a Catholic, even if you've been away from the church, or you haven't really believed or, or practiced the faith in a long, long time. Um, you have the sacrament of confession available to you. And so you could take like 20, 30 minutes to kind of review your life and be like, oh, shoot, like, I'm sorry for the things I've done. Go to confession, go receive the mercy of the Lord, like. And go be reconciled, you know, and, it, and that takes 30 minutes. So you have everything at your disposal, right? And then if you've done that, then you go to Mass, you receive communion, you receive Jesus himself in the Eucharist. So I don't know that you can so much, like, lose your faith. At least you can't really lose that relationship with the Lord. We can sort of hurt and damage and maybe even break that relationship, but you can't ultimately lose it. Like, God is your Father that doesn't change. And so that relationship is there. The possibility for you to like return to the Lord is there. I think what maybe we can lose is that trust aspect of the faith. I think maybe yeah. we can lose that trust aspect. And I don't, like, how would you recommend that we go about regaining that trust, Father? Well, just to add a little bit, um, you mentioned yeah. before, before we regain, you know, how can we lose? It's true. What you're talking about. 
Um, but as far as the trust dimension, I think we can lose that. And it usually happens kind of little by little in yeah. my experience. And it has a lot to do with the sort of environment we place ourselves in. At least I can speak for myself, right? When sure. I'm in, and I think back, you know, before I was a priest, um, you know, different stages of life, whether middle school, high school, and college, now I'm a priest, you know, I haven't always been surrounded by people of faith. And I found that when I was around people um, who are maybe negative about spiritual things, or just not, don't care about spiritual, you know, spiritual life doesn't even enter into their mind. They live as if God doesn't exist. They do whatever they want. Like when I'm in that sort of an environment, I find it harder to believe or harder to have yeah. faith. Yeah. It, you know, they, they say, right, you can tell a lot about a person by who their friends are. You know what I mean? Right. And I think this also enters into this dynamic of faith, right? If I want to believe, well, if I'm surrounding myself all the time by people who don't believe, people who are actually like making life difficult for me to believe, uh, then I shouldn't be too surprised that I'm finding it tough. All right. So now, well, how do we regain faith? How do we begin? Well, I would just invite, you know, who are your friends? Who are you surrounding yourself with? What kind of music do you listen to? What kind of movies do you watch? You know, videos. So, like, what kind of environment do you live and operate in? Because that's going to, so, like, if it's a negative one, if it's one where faith has, is just not a part of it, then I would encourage you, well, maybe you can explore some uh, ways to surround yourself with people of faith. Yeah. Got a youth group here at St. Anthony. Come on. Ooh, now, Tuesdays. <laughs> Tuesdays at 630. Yeah. Exactly. I think we like uh, to pretend, we like to pretend that we don't care what other people think or that other people can't affect us. And it's just not true. Like, we do care what yeah. other people think. We do care what the people around us are doing. And it influences us, right? Yeah. Right. No, totally. Totally. I mean, you know, the whole... Yeah, just being influenced. I mean, this is the whole thing about video games, right? And whether or not certain video games influence the behaviors of those who play them time and time again. Well, there is evidence to suggest that you know video games do affect one's behavior outside of the, the game, so to speak. So, anyway, same is true with, with faith. And I just encourage all of you: you got to think about that, but then you have to take practical steps to surround yourself with people and voices that are encouraging your faith. Otherwise, it's just going to be hard. That's, that's, that's all there is to it. Yeah. There's this movie, we it's called We Bought a Zoo, and uh, Matt Damon stars in it. And there's this part in the movie where Matt Damon takes his his two kids to a restaurant, and this is the restaurant where he's met his wife, their mother, right? Um, and he tells them the story of how he met their mother. And he says that, like, she was the most beautiful woman he had ever seen, and he just had to, like, ask her out, just had to know her name. Um, but he was so nervous, right? Again, like most beautiful women he's ever seen. He's so nervous. And so he tells the story, and he, he says this. He says, you know, sometimes all you need is 20 seconds of insane courage. Just literally 20 seconds of just embarrassing bravery. And I promise you something great will come of it. You know, sometimes all you need is 20 seconds of insane courage. Just literally 20 seconds of just embarrassing bravery and i promise you something great will come of it and so that's what he does in the movie like he musters up 20 seconds of courage to walk up to this girl and you know ask her out and i would say the same thing for us right so maybe you have a hard time trusting god right but like how can we jump out in faith in obedience in like 20 seconds of of trust can you in 20 seconds say hey mom i want to go to youth group on tuesday hey mom can you take me to confession um hey can we go to mass this sunday right or 20 seconds to like i'm gonna pray for 20 seconds like if you pray for 20 seconds and that's 20 seconds more than you currently pray great you know but can you have 20 seconds of insane courage and i think that if we take those little leaps of faith it's going to start to become a snowball effect, right? Because the more we do that, um, the more maybe our trust in God grows. And the more our trust in God grows, then the easier it is to take these leaps of faith. 
There's no doubt about it. Yeah, when you kind of put your faith into practice, you call it a leap of faith, faith right? Yeah. Uh, another term could be an act of faith. We make an actual act of faith, meaning I'm scared right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know how, I don't know what the future holds if I take this particular course of action, but I trust and I'm going to do it anyway because it's right. It's what I should do. And the more you can do that, you'll see it's like, whoa, that was the right thing to do. I'm so glad I did that. Thank yeah. God I did that. Yeah. Um, uh, it grows little by little and with time. Yeah. I think this is especially true in like an environment with friends. Like when, you know, let's just say you're in your group of friends, someone starts talking bad about someone else, talking behind their back, right? You know, you can, you can do various things in that moment. You can either just go along with it, participate in it. You can not participate, you can remain silent. You know, I'm not going to encourage, you know, this gossip or whatever. You can actually try to change the conversation to something more positive, switch the, switch the topic, right? Sometimes you might, you could even walk away from such a conversation, right? Now, to do that would be pretty intimidating, right? To, oh, gosh, I'm going to try to change the conversation, or I'm going to walk away from this because it's not right. But the more you do something like that, uh, the easier it becomes. And then you become like a total anti-gossip warrior. <laughs> and yeah. it's great, you know? So, and that's an example of how faith is, is, is grown and developed through little acts, little leaps along the way. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what does, like, what does faith mean in your life? So in our lives, personally, we'll answer that question. We're back. Father Matt, before we get into our next question, first, what is your favorite food? Oh, pepperoni pizza. Specifically from this place called Devani. That's Devani's your favorite food pepperoni in the whole world? Pizza. Amen. Pepperoni yeah. pizza. Oh, I love it. Wow. Yeah. What is Devani's? Simple guy. Simple. So it's, uh, it's a chain in the Twin Cities. That's the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. Yeah. That I grew up with, so it, it holds a special place in my heart. But their, uh, yeah, their, their pizza's great. I love their pepperoni pizza. It's simple. It's not very complicated. It's just the best pizza ever. That's, I, I love pizza. I don't know if that would be my favorite food. Um, oh, what's your favorite food there, Jonah? My favorite food is orange chicken. Like, any orange chicken. Even, like, Panda Express, which is, like, pretty low-quality orange chicken. is. But even then, it's still amazing. I just, uh, yeah, I love it. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I get these, like, weird Panda Express cravings, like, really randomly. I'm like, I have to have Panda Express. Hey, I got a gift card. I'll, I'll hook you up after, oh, after do the show. You? All right, great. That'd be wonderful. Yeah. So, Father Matt, next question is about our lives. The question is, what is the true meaning of faith in your life? Hmm. Well, th yeah, thank you, Jonah. I mean, for me... I think it really does go back to the relational reality from which faith flows. What I, what I mean, like, sometimes I think we can we can reduce faith to just like, like, what do I believe? Meaning, what, what is, what, like, what is my faith? Like, what does the Catholic Church teach on this? This is the faith, right? Mm -hmm. I, I believe the Catholic faith. That means teachings and stuff. And so sometimes I, I think faith... It, I mean, that's part of the faith. Yeah, we have tenets of faith. That means, like, things we actually believe that are true. Like, you know, God is the creator. We're the creatures. You know, God is our father. We're his children. Um, you know, that Jesus Christ suffered. He died. He was buried in the ground. Then he rose after three days. Like, these are all things that we actually believe. They're teachings of the church. We're not supposed to steal stuff, you know? And we sometimes we just think that's what the faith is. How do I get more of that? How do I believe that stuff more? Yeah. It's like, well... Okay, that's, that's, that's part of it. But for me personally, it goes back to what you were speaking about, that God is our Father. This comes to us through baptism. We're his sons and his daughters. We're his children. And that I'm called to trust God. Just like a, maybe think of like a child trusting his parents. Think of a mother holding her baby in her arms. 
that there's just that there's this relationship there. Maybe the child couldn't articulate what it is about mom that I try, you know, but there's this relationship. It's the you. It's like, I don't put my faith in, you know, these propositions or like in these teachings. I put my faith in you, mom, in you, Lord. And, and so for me, when I find things get difficult, I, I try to bring myself back to that place of trust that, no, God is my father. I am his son. It's going to be okay. I have, help me to believe, you know, I have faith. Oh, yeah. 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 I think for me, um, I talked about the, the, the kind of like, like obedience and trust aspects of of faith and i think for me it kind of began more on the obedient side which is not the end goal to be clear um but at a certain point you, you c.s lewis talked about faith as um just something that's true and he had this problem with people calling faith a virtue like he didn't really understand that because he was like if you know two plus two equals four you're not virtuous you just know that two plus two equals four there's no virtue in that and so i would say the same thing which is for me it kind of just became a little bit obvious in my life that god was real and that wasn't even necessarily like super inspiring or super you know i wasn't like necessarily even so thrilled about that i mean maybe a little bit happy but it's like almost burdensome it's like well shoot i know this to be true and i can't run away from that so if that's true i kind of have to live my life accordingly right it's sort of an obedience um, factor. And I think over time, the trust for me has grown. The difficulty with this question, to be honest, is like, you know, I can't speak for you, Father Matt, but, but I can speak for myself. I don't know how, you know, maybe people sometimes look at someone who works in the church and thinks, oh, they have all their faith and the, their relationship with God is so perfect. And, and it's like, no, like, I'm still a long ways off. I still have a lot of room to grow in my trust, you know? And one thing that I like to say is when we pray, right, we're always telling people to pray and, and to say what's on your heart and stuff. But I like to say when we pray, we don't really pray what we mean. We, we pray like what we want to mean. And so one of my favorite prayers is, Jesus, I trust in you, right? Really simple. What is that? Five words. Jesus, I trust in you. But the truth is, when I pray, Jesus, I trust in you, it's not because I do, because I don't. Like if I did trust in Jesus, then I'd have my life a whole lot more together, you know, and I'd make a lot fewer mistakes. The truth is I don't trust in Jesus, at least not perfectly, but I pray that prayer so that I, so that I will learn to, so that I will increase my, my trust. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, I would encourage that for, for any of our listeners, but I'll also just ask, last, lastly add, um, in addition now to just kind of knowing that God is true, I think I, I am inspired by, this faith which gives us something beautiful to aspire to so i think a lot of people go through life just kind of looking at the people around them and saying well i'm not as bad as so and so you know at least i'm not this at least i'm not that um it's not really a great way to live whereas the christian way is let's have god as our model and let's aspire to that right and so yeah. that's really beautiful. I mentioned that yesterday I was at Youth Day. I saw a talk by, by Chris Paget. Shout out to Chris Paget. And um, as he was talking, he was telling us he has nine kids, which is crazy, nine kids. And he has this little ritual with them every night where, um, you know, he tucks them in and he'll say to his four boys, he'll say, what are you? And the response is a warrior. And they'll say, I am, I am God's son, I am your son, and my heart is strong. So cool. And then to his daughters, he says, what are you? And sometimes they say a warrior. But what they're supposed to say is, daddy's diamond, and I am so valuable and worth so much. Right? Like, so cool. So good. And I think, you know, Chris Paget, shout out Chris Paget. If you were just kind of looking around and being like, hmm, at least I'm not as bad as this person. At least I'm not as bad as that. He could just be like, whatever, throw the kids to bed, whatever. And instead, he's aspiring like to be great, you know, to be more like God and doing this really beautiful thing. So to have faith in your life, I think, is, is to aspire to beautiful, to believe in something beautiful 
and not to just believe, oh, this life is, you know, pointless, worthless. As long as I'm not a total criminal, do whatever I want. I I think that's a bad way of living. And I think our faith offers something better to aspire to. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think, I think, I think, I think, yeah. So I think (laughs) that a lot of people today, they want like 100% assurance before they do anything. Right. So before I, for example, believe in Jesus, I want some sort of like 100% guarantee that this is the real way, that this is the truth, that this is, is everything. And if, if that's your approach, it's going to be hard because part of faith is that is that when you pursue the faith or when you live the faith, when you live in this relationship of trust, when you when you start to live the teachings of Jesus, these are kind of different ways of describing what it means to have faith. So when you actually live that way, you come to see its beauty. You come to experience the peace that flows from faith. And then you grow in faith and you want more of it. Basically, you begin to understand it. So faith, right, leads to deeper understanding. It's, it's, not, it's not the other way around. It's not understanding and then faith. Right. It's actually faith. And then yeah. that, that leads to, to deeper understanding totally you know jesus in the bible yeah jesus in the bible he rises from the dead he meets thomas and thomas is like no i don't believe it <laughs> i don't believe it i want to see it and well jesus appears to thomas and, and invites him to put his fingers into his wounds and says yeah you know see and, and believe and then thomas comes to this place of belief but then jesus says well thomas you believe because you have seen but blessed are those who have not seen and believe yeah. So there's like, a, I think, an even greater blessedness or happiness or in store for right. those who, who pursue faith. Yeah. And, and then it comes to like a deeper understanding. Yeah. I, I like to say I believe in the God of, of the 1%, meaning if you 1% believe, like God is going to work with you. And so if you like a good example of this, I think, is is, is at mass, right? Like if you 1% believe um, that that Jesus is is in the Eucharist, you know, that that is Jesus' body and blood, like, great, great, amazing. Um, God's going to work with you. Now, if you, like, 0% believe, like, if you're totally out, then there might be, like, a, maybe then don't go receive the Eucharist, you know, because if you 0% believe, then 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 there's kind of no yeah. point. But um, if you 1% believe, like, God is going to grow that, you know, if you're showing that openness. So, um, yeah, God of the 1% is what I would say. There you go. Mustard seeds of faith, right? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. We're in our last, oh no, last two sections. Last two sections. So this one is all about the importance of faith. Is being faithful important? Why is faith important? How is being faithful important? Why is being faithful important? How important is faith? Well, so faith is not just important, but it's necessary so faith is actually essential for followers of jesus right so for us as catholics catholic church the church jesus founded that is his family of faith you know it's absolutely essential that we believe you know we have a teaching in the church um that says you know faith and uh is necessary for salvation, right? So we have to we have to believe in our Lord, and, and uh, we see that you know evidence in the Gospels and whatnot. So it's is it important? Oh yeah, it's really important. It's <laughs> it's, it's essentially important. Yeah. yeah. And on the the questions of like why is being faithful important or is being faithful important? I would say ask that question in the context of any any other relationship. Like if a if a husband said to a wife, like, is, is being faithful really important? And you're like, uh, yes. Um, or if you were like in a business agreement, right? And you, you signed a contract, you ha- whatever, I don't know, whatever the terms of your agreement are. And you're like to the other business person on the other side, like, mm, do we really have to stick to this? Do we have to be faithful to this contract? Or can I just break it? It's like, um, no, like you have to stick to it. So I think if we view our relationship with God as, a, as an actual relationship, um then we'll be like oh yeah of course i want to end up i want to hold up my end of the bargain you know 
I want to stay true to what I said. Um, because God does. And imagine if he didn't, you know? And I think what's essential about what you just said is you're, you're framing this in the context of a relationship. And that's exactly what we need to do. Yeah. God wants a relationship with us. It's not just about principles and whether we check the box or not. Like It's about a person. It's about Christ. God, our Father. I mean, that that just like in any other relationship, fidelity matters. Well, even more so in your spiritual life. Yeah, it, it does matter if you're a faithful uh, son, so to speak, right? Yeah. All right, last set of questions. How does faith interact with life, and why do people believe? Ooh, give me a, give me a second. Uh, <laughs> well, a I, <laughs> I would say, like, imagine a life where you don't. It, I think it becomes easy to kind of, like, fall into some cynicism, fall into some nihilism, which is, like, nothing really matters. You know, I, I know for me, a lot of my worst days where I just feel the most, like, ugh, like the most kind of dead are the days where I wake up late, I waste a lot of time on YouTube, I kind of sit around, kind of don't do anything, don't think about other people, don't go do anything for anyone else, it just kind of becomes self-serving. And then like, at the end of the day, I'm like, what did I do with that day? You know, it's yeah. just kind of a waste. So if you don't believe in something greater, you're sort of on this earth just for yourself. And that's a pretty, a pretty low quality of life, I think. Oh, yeah. No, I I agree. I mean, I look at people of faith. These, these are people who inspire me. There's like something there they have that I'm kind of like, I want that. Yeah. <laughs> right? There's a joy. There's usually a peace. It's like in the midst of crazy stuff going on, difficult moments, sad suffering. There's something about their attitude and their just presence in those moments that it's like, wow, there's a strength there. There's a Mm, there's a trust there. Whereas I, I, I can see people who don't have faith. Um, they don't know what to do. They're afraid. Uh, terrified. I mean, I think, for example, you could you could actually do a great study of like faith regarding the pandemic. And like, how do people of faith respond to this global pandemic? And how do those who don't have faith respond to the global pandemic? Like, what and, and I think it is palpable. I think you can see that, yeah, faith actually makes a difference in um, in someone's life. And the fruits of faith are things like joy and peace and cheerfulness and happiness, as opposed to just sadness, anger, and frustration. Yeah, that's so good. So good. Father Matt, we're at the end of our pod. What are you doing for the rest of the day? All right, so I've got a marriage prep meeting coming up. So one of the things I love doing with Grace is preparing couples for marriage. It's a huge decision. It's a beautiful gift from God. So I'm meeting with this couple. It'll be great to talk about their relationship and, and how God can, can you know, bless their relationship and be something for good and positive. Uh, and then later this evening, uh, there's a discernment group meeting. So that means I help with vocations to the priesthood here in Los Angeles. And there's a good group of guys who are thinking about being priests. And we have a meeting later tonight, which we're going to talk about courage, <laughs> right? overcoming our fears when it comes to following the Lord. And that's kind of the topic of discussion tonight as, you know, I just help support these guys in their discernment as they pray to see, you know, what is God's will? Is he calling me to be a priest or not? So I'm really excited uh, for the rest of the day. Awesome. I've got a Yu-Gi-Oh tournament tonight. <laughs> <laughs> going and playing Yu-Gi-Oh. I don't even know what Yu-Gi-Oh is. Uh, it's uh, it's it's the nerdiest thing about me, basically. Um, we are. It's it's like a children's card game, but it's the most complicated children's card game. Like it's intensely complex. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a it's a card game. It's it's not cool. There's nothing cool about it. But I'm going with um the husband actually of another youth minister that I know. So we'll be a couple of kids nice. going okay, to cool. play Yu-Gi-Oh. So yeah. Super fun. Hey, have a blast. On, on the topic of, of nerdy things, another nerdy thing about me is I played Dungeons and & Dragons. And this Tuesday at Youth Group, 
we are going to be playing Dungeons and Dragons, which is way more fun than any of you think. If you ever just want to play as, I don't know, a wizard, you want to play as an uh, assassin or something and just make a lot of jokes and have fun with friends along the way and roll some dice. Super fun. Tuesday, 6.30. Come be there. Dungeons and Dragons. I guess I'll come. I guess I'll be there. Father Matt, we'll have a character made for you. We could make you a cleric. You could be a cleric. Hey, all right, I'm down. Yeah, go heal people. That's what clerics do. All right. Well, that's it for today's pod. Thanks for joining us, and have a great weekend. We will see you next time. Twenty-one questions down, a hundred five to go. Again, we plan on getting to all of them, and we're happy to take new questions if you got them. Confirmation students. At class, you'll see a yellow questions box. It kind of looks like the question box from Super Mario. And if you have new questions, just write them on a piece of paper and slip it into the questions box. And we'll try to take those questions into the podcast. And also, if you enjoyed the episode, make sure to hit the follow button and the notification bell so that you know whenever a new episode drops. And also, consider sharing this with a friend. Might be someone in our confirmation class or someone who's not. They don't even have to be Christian, but maybe they got questions about faith too. So spread the word. That's all for today. Catch you in the next podcast.